Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. My name is Laura Diaz. You're listening to Eco Chic. If you're new around here, welcome to the show. If you're coming back, it is so good to see you. Today's episode is a fun one. We are chatting with actress Tori DeVito. I was so excited for the opportunity to host this conversation because I'm a big fan of Tori. I love her work. She is a fabulous, fabulous actress, but I love her as a person, as a sustainability advocate, as a philanthropist. She does incredible work using her platform to really elevate causes she deeply cares about. Tori recently wrapped an incredible six-season run on the NBC drama Chicago Med. Perhaps you know her from The CW's Vampire Diaries or One Tree Hill, as well as the ABC family show Pretty Little Liars. And we're talking a little bit today about how her lifestyle, playing all of these fabulous characters, being on set, merges with her sustainability commitments. Tori is an advocate for women and animals. She practices spirituality, which was a really fun bit of our conversation today. And she incorporates consciousness, eco-consciousness into every aspect of her life, from her cruelty-free makeup choices, vegan fashion, again, sustainability, food, the way that she lives her life and incorporates these sustainability values in just about every aspect of what she does is so admirable to me. Something super fun we talk about too is that Tori has been renovating a 7.6 acre farm in Michigan. It is like the eco-conscious animal haven of my dreams and I can't wait for y'all to hear more about that. Today's conversation really does cover a lot of ground. We talk about how Tori brings sustainability onto film and TV sets. We talk about eco-friendly fashion and makeup. We talk about we talk about ethical veganism and what it looks like to live a vegan lifestyle, expanding that, of course, beyond diet. We talk wellness. We talk astrology. We talk Reiki. It is just a lot of fun. We had a blast, and I'm excited for y'all to listen in. If you enjoyed today's episode of Eco Chic, share it on your Instagram story. Tag me at Eco Chic Podcast. I also really love to share little video snippets from the conversations, and those will be all over social media as well if you want to check them out. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. I hope you already are, but go ahead and double check whether you are on Apple Podcasts. If you are on Spotify, you can follow. And while you're there, just go ahead and rate and review the show. means a lot to me. If you want to get in touch with me, all of my social links are down below. I'm spending a lot of time on TikTok these days. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. My email is down there if you want to email me. Let's just jump right in. I can't wait to share this combo with you. Ori DeVito. Oh, Tori, welcome to Eco Chic. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you I'm for having good. me. I'm good. I'm so excited that you're here. I feel like this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to be here as well. 
I'd love to set the scene a little bit today and hear about any flashbulb moment in your life, perhaps, that really signaled your transition into someone who lives a more eco-conscious lifestyle. Was there ever a time that you're like, this is the moment I've got to step up? Yeah. Um, ironically, it kind of coincided with how I was choosing to eat at the time. Um, I'd always been pretty aware of, you know, environmental things going on around me and wanting to make sure I was recycling and not wasting water. And you know what I mean? Like, just from even the time I was little, I remember I was very, very strict. Even when my parents would be like, you have to, when you're brushing your teeth, you have to turn off the water in between, like only use it when, it, so little things like that. Um, but when I became vegetarian in my early 20s, I did it for moral reasons for not wanting to eat animals. And then when I started learning about the impact it had environmentally, that kind of blew my mind. And I didn't learn about that till years deep into being a vegetarian. And I was still eating fish for like the first like four years of becoming pescatarian vegetarian. And somebody explained to me why not eating fish was beneficial for not just fish and overfishing and the dolphins and sharks and everything, but also environmentally, what overfishing was doing um, to our environment. So I feel like my diet really was the first thing that like really woke me up to wanting to be very conscious of the environment and where we're at and the state that our planet's in and just trying to do my part as much as I can. That's interesting. I had a similar but perhaps opposite experience where yeah. I was really deep into the environmental space, I suppose, academically. I was in college and a yeah. girlfriend of mine was giving up beef as a New Year's resolution. And she explained it to me through this environmental lens of how much water is involved in animal agriculture and beef specifically. And it really woke me up and started this spiral where sure. once I cut out beef, it was so much easier to keep going until yeah. I really saw myself transitioning as an environmentalist in my lifestyle and not just in a classroom setting. Absolutely. I know it's really mind blowing when you see those connections and everything. And it's funny, like I always say to everybody, like do the best that you can, right? Like whatever way you feel like you're contributing, however you can do it. I don't judge what anyone wants to do. You know, I don't have many friends that are vegetarian. You know, my boyfriend's not vegetarian, but I always find it fascinating when somebody is very like into environmentalism and but they're eating like a hamburger. And I'm like, do you have, do you know, do you know? So it's like, you know, you want to drop little without, you know, inundating them with a bunch of stuff, but just being like, okay, I know you're doing this and this is awesome. But did you know, like if you just, if we all just didn't eat meat once a week, the impact it would make would be so huge. But I don't think people really know. We're not really given all this information, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, I agree with you. A lot of it is making connections for folks. And while you were speaking, it prompted a question. I'm curious to know if you are living such an eco-conscious lifestyle, doing the best you can day to day, and you're not pressuring people to adhere to your values. Has there ever been a moment in a professional setting on a set perhaps where you felt like those boundaries or those values were being crossed and you had to kind of stand your ground a little bit? Not really. I have to say, you know, what's great about production normally is if you do have any eating scenes coming up or before you start a show or a film, somebody normally reaches out to you to see what your dietary restrictions are. So luckily, before you even go in day one, if I'm going on to a show, normally craft service will know 
she likes to have vegan options. And they normally try to do that. I did struggle actually, I'd say the first five years here um, out in Chicago on Chicago Med, I had a really hard time. Our caterer didn't really understand what, what vegetarianism was. And so I did have to bring my food every day. And I was like, if you could just make me a batch of quinoa that would last all week. And he was almost like the soup Nazi from um, Seinfeld. And he's like, no soup for you. I felt like he was like, no quinoa for you. I was like, <laughs> um, but that was the only time I really came up to that. And then he finally did get it like year six. And I was like, this is amazing. But yeah, normally they're pretty accommodating. And I have had people like during food scenes, I had to eat pancakes on a film I did last year or whatever. And I was really strict vegan at that time. And, and he was like, so, so no, you're sure like no doy. I'm like, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but they're pretty accommodating. That's good to hear. And it sounds like you have this very kind way about those situations from what I can tell in the retelling, because how else are you going to right. eventually get what you want out of these situations if you're not guiding people that way? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Are you strict about vegan makeup? Like all of the all of the little things that go into production, are you really adamant about maintaining that lifestyle? Yeah, I am. Makeup's been a bit of a struggle. I know the same thing, you know, hair and makeup will reach out to you. And I've always said, please just cruelty free makeup. Like I really push that even over vegan makeup because I'm just like, just no animal testing, please. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I'll see them like mixing my foundation with like Chanel foundation or something. I know that I did my best by showing up and told everybody. And if things get like wires crossed, I'm not someone that's going to ruin the whole day just because there was makeup. Used on. But then the next day I'll just be like, oh, hey, so by the way, you know what I mean? Just you keep trying and some people don't get it. Some people do think that they are doing cruelty free and really don't know. So it's about, like you said, like kindly just kind of explaining to people or just saying like, it's so cool what you do. But for me, this is what's really important to me. And if we could just honor that, that would be amazing. Right, right. Because you have only so much control over that kind of situation where yeah. you're being true to your values, you've made your lifestyle decisions, but there's a lot of other cooks in the kitchen, I suppose. There's a lot of yeah. other people that have influence on what goes on right. with your body at that point. Right. It's kind of like if you go to a restaurant and you order veggie egg rolls and you get a chicken one on accident and you eat it and you're like, <gasps> and then everyone's like, are you going to be okay? You're like, it was out of my control. I'm not going to beat myself up over swallowing chicken accidentally. Do you know what I mean? So you got to go easy on yourself. That flexibility is really admirable. I'm thinking of this. It was probably like a tabloid article that I read four or five years ago that really stuck with me about Carrie Underwood. I believe it was that she is a vegan and she called herself something like, you know, a flexible vegan or like some normal sure. term that she had self-adopted. And it was around like, if she orders a salad and there's feta on the salad, she's still going to eat it. It's not like you're sending back a salad because it has feta on it. Right. And you're not going to ruin food. Yes. Exactly. Waste a bunch of food. I'm the same. I'm, I am the same way. It's like, I'm not going to like, what's, what, what's worse, wasting a huge bowl of, you know, delicious vegetables and that somebody else could be eating when people can't get access to clean food most of the time. It's like, no, I'm, I'll eat it or pick around it, you know? Absolutely. Thinking of beautiful vegetables and what's available to you, I'd love to switch gears a little bit and talk about your farm and this <gasps> farm that you're renovating. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited. So it's still... 
underthoughtful production in my head. I got it during the pandemic, mostly because I did that freak out that everyone did. I was like, I need land. I need a bunker for me and all my friends and family when the world goes to crap. Like, I just got really freaked out. I have this really deep soul connection to Michigan and my mom lives there and a lot of my family live there. So I knew that's where I wanted to get it. And I had adopted this dog named Twigs. Probably, I only had her for a year and a half and she was 12. And I just like fell in love with her. She was so sick. She had like these chronic ear infections and so much neglect that I had to get her ear removed and it still didn't help. And then they found all this, she was like riddled with cancer and her jaw was became paralyzed after a while. And she was literally like the love of my life. Like I don't, I'm even wearing, I still wear a necklace every day that says her name on it. And I carry around her little collar. This dog got so into my heart So when I got the farm, she passed and I said, I'm going to somehow make this a dog hospice in honor of her. And so I named the farm Deer Twigs, like it's a little love letter to her. (laughs) So that's the goal. I want to just have like a rescue and it's not just dogs. Like, you know, if a rescue goat shows up, great. The only problem I'm coming up to right now is that I never got the farm with the intention of living there full time. So I have to kind of figure out what that looks like and how to do this while not being there all the time, which I know it will come to me. You know what I mean? When it's ready to come. But that's what I'm putting out there right now. My heart is bursting (laughs) thinking about this deer twigs dog rescue farm in michigan that is so pure (laughs) thank you so sweet and i feel like that is so authentic in my head because there are so often folks with platforms that just stick their name on something or like find an organization that they can show up to every once in a while and this is walking the walk this is so this is so serious of you being like, I am committed to this mission. Yeah. Quick break. It is no secret around here that I am all about the supplements and the vitamins and getting my wellness in check. And so lately I've been having a lot of conversations with my friends and family about their wellness routines. I recently got into a conversation with some girlfriends around what kind of vitamins we took as children. And turns out that typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. The typical kid's vitamin is filled with two tablespoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that growing kids should never really eat. That's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved super-powered chewable vitamin. Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. Haya is designed for kids of all ages, and it's sent straight to your door so parents can have one less thing to worry about. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, I feel like that's a really big one in kids' vitamins, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. Haya is made from a blend of 12 farm-fresh fruits and vegetables and supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to help support a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain function, mood, teeth, bones, and more. Haya arrives straight to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. Your first month comes with a reusable glass bottle. Your kids can personalize their bottles with stickers. Then every month after that, Haya sends no plastic refill pouches of fresh vitamins, which means Haya isn't just good for your kids, it's good for the environment. I love a refillable option. We've worked out a special offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin, and you can receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to hayahealth.com slash ecochic or enter code ecochic at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash ecochic and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Full discount will be applied at checkout. 
I thought I knew my mom better than anyone else. One day we were chatting and I heard a story I have never heard before. I feel like every time my mom opens up about her life at my age, she was having an absolute ball and it's always a new story. It's got me thinking, how many other stories don't I know? That's why I got my mom StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. Every week, StoryWorth emails your mom a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of. A question I really liked reading was, what's some of the best advice your mother gave you? Or if you were to do it all over again, what would you do differently? My mom sometimes responds seriously, and then sometimes she's a little silly. Like, I never know if I'm going to get career advice, or she's going to say that she regretted perming her hair for so long in the 80s. I've really enjoyed reading my mom's answers to those questions. I've discovered stories and memories I've never heard about and learned new things about stories I thought I knew really well. I especially love hearing stories of my mom in grade school when she was young, living with her parents. I love hearing stories about my grandparents through her eyes. And it's just such a special way to remember little moments that she may have thought weren't significant but are really special for me to hear over and over again. After one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. I feel like matching the photos to a story is really, really special, not just because you have a hardcover book, but between my mother and my grandmother and all the women in my life, we have these big boxes of old photographs that we sort through every once in a while, every few years, and we find a photo that we forgot about and we tell a story that we haven't heard in a long time. But it kind of breaks my heart for all those photos to just be sitting in someone's closet. I want the stories attached to them and I want it easily accessible for me so I can go back and look at them over and over again. Give all the moms in your life a meaningful gift you'll cherish for years. Story Worth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 off your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash eco chic. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash eco chic to save $10 off your first purchase storyworth.com slash eco chic yeah that's not i'm telling i mean i have two other rescues that are two of my little animal soulmates for sure but there was something about twigs that just like i still like it's been a year she passed not this february but last february so it's been a while and i still like can't look at pictures of her i love her (laughs) she was yeah she really inspired me that dog for sure oh my goodness well i'm so sorry to hear about your dog's passing, of course, but it sounds like <laughs> you. you are honoring her in the best way that you possibly can. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. In terms of this animal cruelty-free lifestyle that you have been living around makeup, around food, around, of course, the farm and the rescue, do you feel like that translates into portions of your life, again, where you have some say, but not too much? I'm thinking specifically about fashion and showing up to events and mm. any pressure you have to compromise yourself so that you can fit into these more Hollywood molds. Yeah, I feel like compromising actually doesn't come from having to fit into the molds, but where it does come from is a lot of people just don't fully get it. Like I go into every event and every photo shoot, making sure that my publicist lets them know, like she does vegan fashion. So vegan leather. And I think that for stylists, it's very difficult finding those like really fashiony vegan high heels. 
So a lot of times, like I'll show up to the event and they're like, oh, we heard you're you vegan. So they'll have like a really cool vegan leather jacket and this and that. And then all the shoes they brought are all leather. It's like one of those things again, where it's like, well, what am I gonna do? Like totally ruin this photo shoot and everyone's time who spent so much time putting this together, or am I gonna put the shoes on for a shot and know that I did my best? And so that's where I'm at. And I feel like the more and more I grow my platform and the more and more maybe I can work with certain designers or, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, you know, at a place in my career where I'm like Billie Eilish and I'm like, yeah, I'll wear that as long as you make it vegan to like Chanel or whoever, do you know what I mean? So I kind of just, again, have to know, like I've done the best that I can do. And so now I need to move forward still honoring myself, but you know, not totally ruining the day, just making the best of what is at this point. Right. I appreciate that. That seems to be a common theme in all of these situations of just doing the best that you can. And again, for some folks making those connections for them between the environmental aspect and whatever it is that you're working on at the time, do you feel like you have to make those connections often for the public, the fans, the viewers, anyone who's engaging with you online? Do you feel like you have to help people kind of draw those dots together when you are perhaps advertising a cause that you're really passionate about or some sort of cruelty-free product, anything like that? Are you the one that's like introducing environmental values to people? I think I definitely have a part in, I've noticed even in my friend group, I am the one that I feel like my friends go to when they're looking for sustainable or vegan or cruelty-free fashion, for sure. I've done my research with my favorite brands and I really like try hard not to buy fast fashion, but you know, again, not perfect. I still fumble here and there, or I've seen like something really great walking around. I'm like, I want this and then I'll buy it and then I'll get home and I'll be like, oh no, I didn't even look it up, you know? So again, do the best that you can. But yeah, I do feel like I try to post a lot about that when I find like really cool, sustainable or eco-friendly fashion that I love, especially when it comes to vegan leather. Cause I feel like a lot of the controversy around that is people think it's worse for the environment than using real leather. And so a lot of really great companies have come out making sure that it's eco-friendly and the, it's beautiful. Like it feels like that buttery leather. That's so good. So yeah, I do think I bring that to the table to people I know, or even the people I don't know. I love that. Do you feel a pressure to show up as your best self in these situations? Because it seems like day to day, you're very forgiving, doing the best that you can. But if someone is coming to you for advice, do you have to be like the token sustainability friend? Yeah, I do feel a little pressure. Like I've made such a big talk about not drinking caffeine anymore. (laughs) And so now like there was one time on this last set where we were doing night shoots. And so I started drinking chai and matcha to like keep my whatever up or like once every six months, I'll have a coffee if I'm feeling like, like I just drove from Tallahassee to Chicago yesterday. And so I drove straight through almost 14 hours. So I drank caffeine because I was like, I'm so tired, you know, whatever. But I feel like if I do that and other people see me, I have to be like, this only happens like blah, 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 because I say so much of like, yeah, I don't drink caffeine, I don't drink caffeine, that I feel like I have to explain myself, not because of insecurity, but because I don't want people to think that I'm lying. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, no, 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 this really is like a very rare occasion. People are not forgiving, especially on like social media. I remember I took a picture because of a new pair of like vegan shoes that I was so excited about or a vegan purse or something. 
I had gone to a coffee shop and I got like a tea or whatever and I was holding the cup and so many people read me for holding a non-reusable cup. And I was like, oh my God, like you just can't win. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you try so hard. So that's when I realized you just, you can't listen to what anybody says, you know, cause who knows what that person's really doing in their own life anyways, you know? Oh, I get it. Like, I think the worst for me, I use this example a lot. The worst for me is straws and plastic straws. And people really have adopted plastic straws as the symbol of whether or not you're an environmentalist for whatever reason. And if I am out with a group of girlfriends and someone gets a straw in their drink, I get this automatic apology of like, oh, sorry, but I really need it. And I have to be like, I don't care. Live your life. Like if you want a straw, get a straw. And then God forbid, I forget to say no straw and I get it. And then someone's like, I can't believe you're I'm like, what am I going to do? Throw it out after it's been <laughs> like, let me right. live. That's a waste. That's a waste. Like once they put it in there, it's like, well, it's here now. I'm not going to like, what's worse with like, we we're talking about wasting it or it's like, might as well just use it. It's here. And next time I'll remember now to say, Hey, no straw. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And it's one battle to give yourself grace. And it's a whole different thing to expect it of other people. And when people are holding you to this regard of like this perfection of sustainability or veganism or uh, whatever it may be, there's no winning. You literally will never win with other people. No, no, no. Because then it's like, you know, I'm driving around my car and they're like, aren't your seats leather? And honestly, it's something I never even thought about. I was like, that's real leather. It's not synthetic. They use real leather. And they're like, yeah, I think so. I'm like, I never even thought about it. To be honest with you, never thought about it. But now I will. Next time I go get a new car, I'll think about that. You know what I mean? But yeah, people, when you say you're like really passionate about something, people like to like look for the holes. You know what I mean? But that's more like on them than it is on you. Absolutely. I mean, I would never think about leather seats in a car. I would never think about that. Right. Yeah. People do like to look for the holes. And yeah. I think that's an excellent place. Something that I bet you have to defend quite often. <laughs> and I want to hear a lot about. I'm going to put you on the spot. I heard that you are quite a spiritual individual. I heard that you're an astrology girl. I heard that you, you are certified in Reiki, I believe. I want to hear all about this spiritual side of your life. Gosh, I I love uh, spiritual work. I feel like ever since I was a kid, I was always into different things or things I couldn't explain. And when I was younger, it translated into like Greek mythology or paranormal activity as I was like, what is this? What is this? And And then as I got older, like in my 20s, I really started in spiritual work. And for me, it just, it just works. Like dealing with energy and positivity and to me like astrology that's to me really science-based like there's like you know what I mean you're looking at the stars and you're going off the moon and I don't know to me it's just all fun because I have this mentality of everything could be possible and nothing could be possible we may die and it's blackout we may die and all of a sudden all of our questions are answered and we turn into stardust I don't know so in the meantime why not just play with everything that is here. Yeah, I got uh, certified only level one for Reiki. And I love it. I love pulling Oracle cards and tarot cards. And I love playing with crystals. And like in true Gemini fashion, I know a little about a lot. 
Like I know I could tell you like the brief synopsis of like everything, but I'm not like a master of anything. So one month I'm into Reiki, the next month I'm like in a class getting certified for Akashic Records. And then in the next month, I'm like just only doing tarot cards. And then, so it's like, I dabble in everything and I just love it. It's so fun. And it keeps me grounded, really. I'm sure I'm an Aquarius and I feel like that's pretty on brand for me where I'm not, I'm not like you, like I'm not a jack of all trades, but I'll get like oddly obsessed with one thing and I'm, I'm a little weird. So it works out really (laughs) nicely. I'm definitely an Aquarius. Yeah. My exposure to astrology is so wildly surface level where I really enjoy it from a consumer perspective, but I do not know anything and I really buy into it. Let me show you this like phone case. Like I love it as a consumer, but as a practitioner, I imagine that there is so much more to it than me reading my horoscope or like making jokes and reading meme pages online about astrology. Absolutely. You could, I think, just study astrology for your entire life. I've always felt really lucky with my hair. It's thick and it air dries really nicely. So I've never really thought too deeply about what I need to be doing taking care of my hair outside of the shower. But during the pandemic, two things happened that completely changed the way that I think about hair health and how I'm taking care of my hair. Between March and probably August, September of 2020, I lost more hair than I've ever lost in my life. I felt like this was normal given the stress that I was living under, but knowing that it was normal didn't make me feel any better about the spots that I was now seeing on my hair. Now, during this time, I also needed a new hobby and decided to teach myself how to use rollers. And I got really into rollers during the pandemic, and I am still into rollers. I feel like if you ever see me on Instagram, on stories, on TikTok, I always have a roller in. So I'm losing more hair than I ever have in my life. And then I'm also applying heat. I'm adding hairspray. I'm using gels and serums that I've never used before. And the time is now to really care about my hair health. Millions of Americans experience thinning hair. It's more than common. It's actually normal. It's not openly talked about, especially amongst women. Going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. It's time to change the conversation and join thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism, through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique supplements to support women through all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. Over 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective, high-quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code ECOCHIC to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code ECOCHIC. Whether it's a really delicious cup of coffee, basking in warm sunlight, or listening to a sexy story, pleasure is all around us. With Dipsy, your sanctuary is waiting. Escape into a world where pleasure is your only priority. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. 
They even have stories designed specifically for your zodiac sign. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they offer written stories. That's my personal favorite. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with your partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash ecochic. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash ecochic. Dipsystories.com slash ecochic. It'll be in the show notes. Like they say, even just the 12th house, like some astrologers will spend like minimum a year just learning about the 12th house. So I started taking a course, a level one course that I didn't finish yet. And so my goal is to restart it this summer and actually finish it because it's just so fascinating to me. I remember like being able to actually talk about it. And I have like a thing where I can pull up people's birth charts and talk a little bit about it. It's just so fun. It's so fun. I feel like it is fun. And the way that you explained it of like, why not play with everything is a really good way to look at it. Because I feel like astrology is something that people either love or hate. And I'm not really sure why there's not a more vocal middle ground. Right. Really? Yeah. No reason. If people are, if people are believing in all these other things, if people are getting behind sports teams for their whole lives, you know, even the concept of religion, organized religion, if you are buying into organized religion as an institution, why can't we buy into astrology similarly? Right. I feel like people are pretty scared of the unknown or things that they think are weird or out there. And for me, it's like, but just look at yourself, right? Like if you cut yourself open, you have like all these intestines and weird things and blood cells and like blood and veins and all guts and everything. It's like, why? You can't even tell me why. Explain to me why we have two arms, two legs. Like, why are we here? You can't explain to me that. So we're these weird creatures on this spinning, rotating ball, yet it's weird that we could be picking up energy during a full moon. Or it's we, you know what I mean? Like, that to me, I don't understand. When we can't even make sense of life itself or what we are truly as humans itself. And then people think it's weird to play with energy or listen to astrology. I'm like, huh, what? This whole life is weird. You know what I mean? Everything's weird. Nothing makes sense. Yeah, I love that. And I feel like studying astrology and being invested in this concept of energy transfer is a really beautiful thing to pair with what we spoke about earlier, just vegan lifestyles, cruelty-free living, living on a farm, a dog rescue. Like these are all things that make sense to go together in the Florida Vito starter pack. (laughs) But when you take it one step further and you're actually taking classes and learning deeply about these things and going beyond this consumer perspective, there is a level of deep knowledge that you have to have to engage in all of these things well. Like these are not surface level interests that you have. Like you've done the work and done the research to really be the best version of yourself in all of these spaces. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I just actually two days ago spent two days in Atlanta with my favorite energy healer, just doing like so many fun things all day long. It was amazing. It was grounding and like revitalizing for my soul. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> but even, you know, I talked to my family and my friends. And I remember when I first started dating my boyfriend, he was with my mom. He said something to my mom, like, oh, she's so great or whatever. <laughs> and my mom was like, yeah, but. Has she told you she talks to 
sticks and trees yet because that's kind of weird. And I was like, mom. And he was like, actually, I do know that about her. And that is weird. <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, I love that stuff. I love that. And I feel like it's kind of funny that you can be labeled as weird for these, to me, very normal interests. But when we think about, as consumers, when we think about like Hollywood, I'm sure you come across some very weird <laughs> diets, lifestyle regimens sure. that you cannot get behind. So I have to ask, what is your latest weird fad that you've heard about that you just cannot get behind? Oh my gosh. There are so many weird things. I mean, the mullet, the mullet. I can't. Nope. Nope. I, other people, great. Looks great on them. You, nope, I can't. But you know what? I used to say that about skinny jeans and then I started wearing them myself. So maybe in two months from now, you'll see me having a mullet. But that, I know that's not like an eating fat or health fat or whatever, but that's the first thing that came to my mind that I see is out there right now that I'm like, nope. Yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I love a mullet, not on myself. Do you? I love a mullet on other people. Yeah, great, I love great. a little pseudo cowboy moment. <laughs> I feel like when I think of trends that I see people buying into, especially wellness trends that people really promote online, wellness is an interesting, very personal thing to have be trendy. So I'm thinking of like uh, those vampire facials that used to be really popular. Oh yeah, the blood. Uh Those blood facials. Yeah. I get nervous sometimes and I'm like, am I doing enough lymphatic drainage massages on myself you know like these oddly specific things that we've started adopting as like wellness norms yeah that it makes me also feel a little inadequate if I am not participating in them even though I understand them to be trends yeah no I I get that and it can be a bit overwhelming like I know I feel that way sometimes when people will tell me about the benefits of like infrared saunas and all these things and then I'm like oh maybe I should buy a package then for this or a package for the deprivation tanks and floating those because that's really good. It, it it does get a bit overwhelming and then it gets really pricey. And I think that that is something that I really am passionate about talking about is wellness literally should be and is our birthright to have a healthy life where we nourish ourselves and take care of ourselves. And the fact that it's been so capitalized on and People feel, I think, that to be involved in wellness and holistic medicine and all these things, that it has to break your bank. And so I really love finding hacks, like wellness hacks that I can show people like, it's really not that expensive to do this, or it's really not expensive to do that. Because wellness in itself, there's nothing that will fill you up and nourish you more than going out into nature, putting your feet in the ground, touching a tree and just like letting that energy go into you eating well. You know what I mean? Like that's when I feel my healthiest, not when I'm like running from infrared sauna to deprivation tank to paying for this and paying for that. You know what I mean? And you can read your own books, write your own things. I think that's one thing that my energy healer, Janet Raptus had told me because I got really overwhelmed. I was like, sometimes I forget to bring crystals with me or I didn't do this or I didn't have time to meditate in the morning because I have to wake up so early for work. She was like, that stuff is just like added bonuses. Everything you need, you already have. Like you can close your eyes in the shower and just imagine like golden protective light over you, the water, and that could like set your day. Or just practicing mindfulness all day is like another way to just like nourish and take care of yourself. So I think that misconception that you just have to break your bank to be in the wellness industry just sucks really. 
Yeah, I agree. It sucks. I also have to ask, do you have beyond going outside in nature, getting in touch, do you have a favorite affordable wellness hack that you recommend to people? Yes. First of all, I think people don't realize how easy it is to make your own like nut milks and stuff. And I do find that to be a lot more affordable than having to buy oat milk and almond milk like over and over again. So if you could just make your own and literally I do it in a way that probably isn't even like the most professional. I just, I don't even soak my own almonds half the time. I just just like throw them in and blend them up and then strain them. And I'm like, there it is. That's really easy. I also think for me, like making your own face masks is actually something that could be really fun. And then you don't have to break your bank. Like I was testing out under eye masks a lot of um, mixing like coffee and honey and like a bunch of other things. You could just look online and make all this stuff, make your own hair masks, you know? So there's just so many ways you could really do DIY with wellness. I love knowing that you participate in DIY wellness. (laughs) I love that. I love that you have affordable hacks that you can just whip out and share because it really takes away this gleam, like you were saying, that wellness needs to be expensive or needs to look a certain way or you need to buy into it in some way. Right. Right. Exactly. I love that. I would love to hear a little bit more about other causes that you're particularly passionate about. We spoke earlier about how you have clearly so deeply invested yourself in animal rescue. And there are plenty of folks that would like to just slap their name on something, show up every once in a while. No big deal but I'd love to close out and hear a little bit more about your special causes. One cause that's really near and dear to my heart right now is this organization called Safe Bay. I'm on the board of directors. I've been working with them for about, I think five or six years now. And they teach kids and teens about sexual assault and sexual consent. It was founded by the girls from this documentary called Audrey and Daisy on Netflix. They're all survivors, uh, sexual assault survivors from when they were in high school and the film, they're the subjects of the film. And so they put this organization together and the impact that this organization has on teens, I've not only just heard about, but I've seen it firsthand. Like the thing that I love about working with Safe Bay is I told them when I met them, I was like, I will send out Instagram tweets, whatever for you guys, but I want to show up. Do you know what I mean? Like I want to do stuff. We'll go talk to kids and high schools. And we have a whole curriculum that any kid at any high school can reach out to us on any platform that they can find that they can reach out to us and ask for this curriculum. And we will send it to their school and they can make their own groups in their own schools. I mean, we have kids that will come meet us and they're not happy with the way their school's handling certain things in this area. And they are literally changing policies in their schools. So if they ask us to come and show up to their school, most likely we will too, just to talk to them about it and get this information to them. We have our first summer activist institute happening for a week in June in May, which I'm really excited about. And I'm going to be there and I'm going to be talking to kids too. But it's so inspiring. Like you have these kids show up. And for me, it's a little intimidating. Like when you're talking to a room of like 100 high school kids, they all look so bored. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's the natural demeanor of being a teenager. And the whole time I'm like, oh my God, they're like, what is this old woman talking about? Talking to us about this. Like I get really insecure about it. And then at the end of it, they're like, we love that. Can we have more information? We want to make a breakout. And what's great for them is if they need community service hours, it counts as community service hours to take our course. Anyway, so so that's something that's really, really near and dear to my heart that I love. 
I love that. That's thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like also this concept of you showing up for the week long course, not just sending out tweets again, just really speaks to this all in lifestyle that you've taken on. I love it. All right. I know I said that that was my last question, but I have to ask you because you gave me the idea before I even started recording Mm -hmm. fun trivia. What do you think is your favorite character that you've played? (laughs) (laughs) You told me that you hate when people ask and now I have to know. Yeah. Well, it's so hard. It's like, you know, all of them have impacted me in so many different ways. And the answer I always say, it's kind of a toss up. Um, I played this character on One Tree Hill that was kind of crazy, Nanny Carrie. And she holds a very special place in my heart because I remember up until then, I played roles like I was always like doing guest stars at a show where I was like the girlfriend or like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time somebody allowed me to really like access some like deep inner demons or whatever. And people were actually watching the show. It wasn't just like, you know, something people weren't watching. And so I was so nervous. So I remember it was the first time, like, I think for the first, like, more than half the episodes I did every day I showed up on set, I was like shaking, I was so nervous. And it it really pushed my boundaries in so many ways. And I just, I loved it. And I feel like it was the first show that really kind of put me on the map. So I'm super grateful for it. And it was a difficult show to work on. The environment was not the best. It was, it was challenging. Um, so it really strengthened me up. And because of it, like, I remember that was why I started getting into volunteering. That's when I started working with hospice because I was getting really depressed on set. Like I loved acting and I loved what I was able to do, but being on set itself, I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Like this industry is tough. These people are a little tough. Like, I don't know if this is for me. And so I started volunteering and finding that balance for me to be able to maintain this career and having something outside the career that took my mind off that. And then my second favorite is Natalie Manning from Chicago Med, just because I feel like that character was most like me than any, I brought myself to that character more than any other. And it was the first time I did like a series regular on a show that went past one season. And I just feel like she'll be with me for forever. Oh, that's really sweet. That's really sweet. Yeah, I remember you on One Tree Hill. I love One Tree Hill. I'm like <laughs> such a sucker for One Tree Hill. I could rewatch it 20,000 times, but I was thinking that's Hillary awesome. Burton also now has a farm that she lives on. I that's think right. Farm. Yeah. That's I don't know right. that much about Hillary Burton, but I'm I'm really yeah. interested in her just because like I loved One Tree Hill. And I she know. Also has a farm now. That's funny. I, do, I never got to really work with her, so I don't, I don't know her that well. No, we met in passing or like at a convention once. She's always been super sweet. But I do now remember seeing some things here and there pop up in the media or whatever about her life and being like, man, her life seems so cool. Like she lives on this, like, I think like a vintage like house farm or something too, right? Like something like that. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I think so. And I think being exposed to that kind of image of her gave me a real deep appreciation I think for one of the first times for actors as regular people, it's like, you got to get out of this Hollywood bubble. There's a reason that people are so drawn to being outdoors and a real quiet lifestyle. That's a, that's a lot of input and that's a lot of stimulus constantly. And then even going back to what we were saying about your lifestyle choices, like being able to have those boundaries and go with the flow and be flexible when you can is I'm sure again, extremely challenging sometimes, but it's a personality. Like you have to yeah. adopt it. And when you got to get out of it, you recognize that in yourself too. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. You have to have balance. Yeah. It's all about balance. Wow. Tori, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been so much fun. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed that convo with actress, philanthropist, eco-conscious queen, Tori DeVito. I had so much fun. I hope that y'all enjoyed it too. If you've stuck around this long, don't forget to rate and review the show, share it with a friend, put it in the group chat, share it on your Instagram story, and let me know what you want to hear of more in the future. I love our usual hard science climate policy type conversations, but I also love to mix it up with combos like this that are a little bit more lifestyle, fun, take-home tips, happy hour with your girlfriends type of combos. With that, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. It was really great to have you, and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.